On episode 433 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we're revisiting Luigi's Mansion with a little bit of multiplayer. The Outer Worlds gets a little bit bigger on Nintendo Switch. Top Switch games, and how much should the Nintendo Switch cost? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Craig standing just outside your peripheral. And you're listening to Switchcraft with Bill. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. It is your source for all the Nintendo news that you need. Uh, you can easily check out the live show by joining us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Aerslia Slearion. And yeah, I got that, I got that right. Um, get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and leave a voicemail for the show by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device. I may even play it on the show. By the way, I want to apologize to John. He sent in a um, one of those bumpers and I never, like I saw it and I said, oh, this is good and I listened to it and it was good. And then I never put it in. So that's going to soon, sometime soon, I put it into the rotation. And now I just have to wait for it to randomly come up because that's the way I do those. All right, uh, let's get started. We want to talk about Nintendo before we do uh, episode two of 143 Pixels is coming out tomorrow. And that is going to feature my my very good friend who I call Goose, uh, Bridget Levy. And uh, she and I sat down and we talked all about Final Fantasy VIII. So if you are interested at all, it was a really fun conversation and uh, she's fantastic. I met her on America's Next Top Podcaster. So make sure that you go to uh, anchor.fm slash 143 or runjumpstomp.com slash shows and subscribe to that in whatever podcasting app that you like to use. Currently, we're waiting for Google Podcasts to get things right. Uh, but it is pretty much everywhere else, and uh, that that episode comes out tomorrow, I believe, at like 7 a.m. Eastern time. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Nintendo stuff right now. Electronic fun with computers and games, the magazine of the computer age. Easy to read, witty, and informative, it's the ultimate magazine for gamers and computer users of all ages. All right, let's uh, let's talk about Luigi's Mansion. Um, I, I, I talked about it a couple of times here on the show. And the last time that I talked about it, I was saying it, it isn't calling to me. It isn't pulling me back. And I have to say that the more that I play, the more that I am thinking about that game. Now, I've been, <clears throat> I didn't have to work today. It's Veterans Day. And as a teacher, we get that day off. And I could have been spending the whole day playing, but I had a lot of work to do. Uh, we had to clean up some stuff outside I had some podcasting stuff. I had to record an interview for 143 Pixels this morning for season three. I had, uh, I, I did have uh, uh, an interview lined up for StadiaCast that was supposed to happen today. So I was working on on all of my questions for that interview. That got delayed until Thursday. I also was, I have five episodes of 143 Pixels that I've recorded that I need to record the intros for and edit and put together. 
So I've been spending all day working, and I have to admit that a lot of that time, I was thinking about Luigi's Mansion. It's kind of pulling me back in. And the reason was because my son came upstairs yesterday, or yesterday or the day before. I think it was the day before. He came upstairs the day before yesterday, and he sat in the little chair that I have over there. And I was playing Luigi's Mansion, and he asked me, he goes, oh, what are you playing? And I said, Luigi's Mansion 3. And then I reached over, I grabbed another controller, I handed it to him, and I was like, here, join me for a little bit. And so he jumped in, and he was Gooigi, I was Luigi, and we walked around and we solved a couple puzzles together, we had a couple of battles, and it's really, really fun. This game really shines when you're playing co-op with somebody. Now, he went back downstairs to play some Fortnite eventually, and I was playing on my own some more, and I got to, like... I don't want to say the first big boss fight, but one of the bigger boss fights that I've seen so far. And uh, I don't don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, But it was really fun. It was a well-designed boss fight. There were a lot of different phases to it. There was some puzzle solving that I had to do in the middle of it. Uh, I've also run into a couple of times where I've had to do some pretty decent puzzle solving as part of Luigi's Mansion 3. And overall, I'm just having an absolute blast playing that game and I want to play it more as soon as I can. It's it's really fun and it's starting to win me over. So overall, uh do I like Luigi's Mansion 3? Absolutely. I don't feel like it gets off to a great start at the beginning and I think that that is a problem for the game. Not because it's not good, but because it does not it it just for me, it did not draw me in as fast as I would have liked, but that's that's also partially on me. I have a pretty short attention span. Uh, I'm super busy and I'm juggling 30 million things. And because of that, it made it hard for that game to really grab a hold of me. But now it's starting to get its hooks into me and I can't wait to play some more. I am curious what you all think of Luigi's Mansion 3. So please make sure that you let me know. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can let me know in the comment section down below or you can email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com or you can tweet it at me, at RunJumpStomp. All right, let's move on. Um, I want to talk about this story that just came out. The Outer Worlds, we find, well, just came out. This this actually was on November 7th, but uh, I was busy and did not notice it until today. But we now have a release date for The Outer Worlds when it's coming to the Nintendo Switch, and that is early 2020. Um, For those of you who don't know, The Outer Worlds is basically a very similar game to Fallout, but in this case, it happens on an alien world instead of a post-apocalyptic Earth. Uh, It is coming to Switch in early 2020. This comes from an investor call that happened on November 7th. And for those of you who don't know, one of my... I've been playing this game on Xbox Game Pass on my computer, and one of my criticisms of the game is that the text is really hard to read. It's very, very small, so I have to have my glasses on when I'm playing. Uh, Of course, my glasses, I think, are at work today. Like, I left my glasses at work on Friday, so I'm going the whole weekend without them. So it would be very squinty if I were to play. Uh, It was recently patched. Well, I'm... Okay, I'm jumping ahead. The reason why one, one of my criticisms for the game really concerned me was because I'm playing on a 24 inch monitor and the text was too small. And I couldn't imagine what that text would have been like 
playing on the Nintendo Switch, you know? If I'm playing on the Nintendo Switch, that's going to be really, really small text. So I was, I, was, I was recommending that people, hey, find another way to play this game because the text is too small. Well, look, it's coming to Nintendo Switch in 2020, and recently there was a patch, or the patch was announced, I'm not sure which, um, that is changing the font size in the game. So that complaint is going away. They are fixing it. And I'm sure that when this comes to Nintendo Switch in early 2020, that font issue won't be an issue anymore. And you'll be able to play it in handheld. And if I were to pick a place to play that game, uh, it would be on the Nintendo Switch probably. And why? It's not going to look the best there, but you can take it with you. You can play it in multiple rooms. And that is very, very compelling to me. Uh, Being able to take this from one TV to the next or sitting in bed while my wife is reading something and playing the game. Uh, the Outer Worlds is really good. It's really, really good. And I'm I'm enjoying it. It hasn't gotten... I, I'm probably about six hours into it. And I know that that's not much seeing as how it's been out for a while now. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. And the, I just don't have time to play it. Uh, very much, especially when I have to play Luigi's Mansion 3 so that I can talk more about it. Joel Mead in chat is is helping me out. Thank you very much, Joel Mead. He says, uh, announced, uh, the, the patch has been announced and Thursday the patch will download. Uh, so so that's awesome. Uh, thank you very much, Joel Mead, for letting me know about that. And that's, uh, that, that's again, Thursday, but uh, we don't really need to care about that here on Switchcraft because that's not going to really affect us until next year, early 2020, when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. And I'm curious how many of you out there are playing this game already and how many of you are waiting for it to come to the Nintendo Switch. I would absolutely, you know what, I'm going to tweet this out. I'm going to tweet this question and I'm, I'm very curious as to what people will say for an answer. So uh, follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStop and you can see uh, that tweet and respond to it with your reasons. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about uh, the top 30 Nintendo Switch games for October 2019. So last month, October, what were the top 30 Nintendo Switch games? This comes to us via Nintendo Life. Nintendo Life got this information from Nintendo, and uh, they shared the, the top games. Number one is Fortnite. Number two is Untitled Goose Game, which is uh, really, really amazing. Luigi's Mansion 3. Came in in third place. Listen, guys, that is insane to me. Luigi's Mansion 3 came out on Halloween. Halloween! That is October 31st, for those of you keeping track. And it got number three for the most downloaded game. That's bananas. I mean, the only reason that Fortnite is number one is because Fortnite is free. And everybody downloads it to try it out. Not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Fortnite. But these other games most of these games, I'm assuming, yeah, most of these games are are not free games. So that's why Fortnite's always going to be up at the top. But Untitled Goose Game, way to go for House House, which I believe is the name of the company that, um, uh, that made uh, Untitled Goose Game. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 in one day got all the way up to number three. Minecraft, of course, is always in the top whatever. Uh, kind of like GTA... Five is always in the top sales all the time. I don't know how they did it. Overwatch Legendary Edition is number five. 
Uh, we've got Breath of the Wild ahead of Link's Awakening. That is very surprising to me that more people downloaded uh, a game that came out uh, two over two and a half years ago than downloaded a game that just came out in September. Both of those games are awesome, and if you don't have either of them, you should make sure to get one or both if you don't have them because they're super fantastic. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and then Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That one surprises me that it's on there. And then number ten is Cuphead. And there's a bunch of other games on here that I'm not going to go through, but I wanted to let people know about it. I think that it's great when Nintendo shares this information. And the biggest surprises for me are that Untitled Goose Game got number two, and Luigi's Mansion three in one day made it all the way up to number three. I think that's very very impressive. And congratulations to uh, the developers behind that game because clearly they have a hit on their hands. Uh, Speaking of a hit on their hands, we all know that the Nintendo Switch is a hit. And it's been selling like crazy. It's been selling really, really well. And some people are saying that it's time for the price of the Nintendo Switch to drop. And Nintendo disagrees. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, hear from a sponsor, and then after that, I'm going to come back and tell you why I agree with Nintendo. Stick around. Paperboy from Mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. All right, so the Nintendo Switch came out at $299, and first off, when the, when the Nintendo Switch was first announced in October, where we saw the dude who's walking his dog and playing um, Skyrim, and then or was it Zelda? It was one or the other. I can't remember. Oh, he was playing Skyrim and Zelda. Uh, he was playing Skyrim on the plane. Um, but but the guy who was walking his dog. And um, oh, who else did we see? Oh, then we saw Karen on the rooftop. She was playing Mario. And then she brought her. She saw her friends across the across the street on the rooftop for some reason. Just waving to her. Like why she looked out the window. I don't know. It was a weird video. But when I saw it, I was like, Nintendo's got something special here. And then that was in October of 2016. We didn't hear anything again until January of 2017. And in January of 2017, Mr. Koizuma got up on stage, and he revealed the price at $299. Now, at that time, there were a lot of people who were guessing that the price of the Nintendo Switch would be $250. And uh, immediately, people got very, very upset because Nintendo uh, brought out the price higher than they expected. Now, of course... Nintendo never said that it was going to be two ninety nine, or, or I'm sorry, two forty nine. Nintendo never hinted that it would be two forty nine. It was just speculation by people in the uh, who are in the industry or who follow the industry. They speculated that it would cost two hundred and forty nine dollars, and they were wrong. And then everybody went after Nintendo for coming in at fifty dollars more expensive than that. Now, do I would I have been happier? If the Switch were $250 instead of $299, absolutely. I would love to save that money. However, I understand why. Uh, if you do, if you break down the parts and talk about how much it costs to actually, actually manufacture a Nintendo Switch, get it into a box, get it onto a, a boat or a plane or whatever, and get it into a store all over the world, they are making like, I don't know, $30 
for each switch that they that they sell and there are like you if we compare this to other console manufacturers xbox loses money every single time they sell an xbox playstation loses money every single time that they sell a uh playstation nintendo doesn't do that they, they, they did that once they did that with the wii u and we can see how that worked out for them they lost a bunch of money on the wii u and it didn't help their bottom line in the end because not a lot of people bought it and so the software just sat on shelves not selling and now was this because the price was too low obviously not the the price was not the problem with the wii u it was the ridiculously bad marketing choices that nintendo made now clearly nintendo is they're they're hitting all the points that you want to hit with the switch for marketing it and that's why it's selling so well so it's selling really really well and a lot of people are asking nintendo when are you going to drop the price of the nintendo switch and mr furukawa says they're not they're going to they, they want to keep selling nintendo switch hardware for as long as possible and they have no plans for a switch price cut and uh, here's here's exactly what he said. We want to improve profitability by increasing the number of units sold and selling the Nintendo Switch family of hardware for as long as possible. You can't increase the profitability by decreasing the profit. Now, you might, like, there's, of course, going to be people out there that say, if you uh, sell it at a cheaper price, you will sell more units. Yes, you will but you will make as much money on each. And because of that, overall, your bottom line will be lower. Now, we, we now have the Switch and the Switch Lite. The Switch Lite is $200. So if you really want to get in for $200, then the Switch Lite is for you. If they lower the price of the, of the, of the regular Switch down to 250 which I can't see them going any lower than that, uh, if they did lower the price of the Switch to $250, then people would expect that the Switch Lite would have its price lowered to $150. And now it's directly competing with the DS, the 3DS, or I'm sorry, the new 2DS XL or whatever, which is sitting at, I believe, $150 for one of those. Everybody would expect that to go down $100, um, $100 as well. So now you're getting the new Nintendo 3DS, I'm sorry, the new Nintendo 2DS for $50? It just doesn't make any sense. So one or um $100, sorry. Uh so for everybody out there who's saying that they need to lower the price, it kind of creates this cascading effect effect of a bunch of dominoes if they do that. Nintendo they want to make a profit. And that's why they're selling the Switch at $300. And I don't think that they can still make a profit on each each device if they are selling it for $250. Like I'm, it, it would be, and I'm not an analyst. I'm not an engineer. I don't work in the industry. This is just my gut feeling is that if Nintendo lowered the price to $250, it would be very bad for their bottom line. And that's why they're not going to do it especially because they just updated the hardware inside the Nintendo Switch. So now it has a, a new chip, which is more efficient and uses less battery life. 
So lowering the price on that, I mean, they have to recoup all of the research and development costs that currently went into all of those changes. What I expect to see is another switch coming out next year or the year after that is um, better in some way, uh, kind of like how we kept having updates to the DS line. I anticipate that we we might get that Switch Pro that everybody has has been talking about the rumors of. Like, that's another possibility. But I don't see the price of the Nintendo Switch, the one that we have, um, that, that, that I have sitting right here in my hand, I don't see this getting any cheaper. And I think $300 for that is fair. I, I really do think it's fair. And um, I think that Nintendo knows that it's fair, and that's why they're not lowering the price, despite... Uh, people's calls for them to do so. All right, let's take a look at something really weird. Um, Nintendo, or not Nintendo, Game Freak has this website where it, it, it's called wild, wild Area search.pokemon.co.jp. And if you go there, you can look through the wild area, uh, which apparently um, the, the Pokemon company said that the wild area is about the size of, I think they said two um, map sections in Breath of the Wild, which is really, really impressive that it's that big. Now, this is in Japanese, and when I when I click on it, it has like some ridiculous um, translation errors, so I'm just going to ignore that. Uh, but basically, it lets you... you... You know how when you go on Google Maps and you can zoom in and look at like Street View... Um, you kind of have that kind of thing happening on the screen uh, in the Pokemon uh, wild area search. So you can kind of drag your mouse around and look at the different stuff. And then they have like a little arrow for you to click on to move forward. So I'll move forward and then, oh no, look at that. I see uh, I see this, this uh, Pokemon with a black body and a pink head where it looks like a giant bear of some kind. Uh, Kittle, Kittle Gumma, I guess. I don't recognize Pokemon because I don't, I don't really take it all that seriously, but, um, it looks cool and you know, you can look, look around and see what things look like. And then I can, Oh, look, there's another arrow that tells me where I can go now and I can look around and find another Pokemon. And Oh, there's, um, there is a Kusa. Pokemon. I, I think it's really cool, and I just wanted to let people know about it. If you want to follow the link in the show notes, go to runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 433, and you can follow that link. It'll take you right there. Or if you go and watch the YouTube, uh, well, I don't, you know, I've kind of stopped uploading these videos to YouTube because they're long and nobody tends to watch them anyway. So my YouTube channel in the for the, for the near future is going to focus mostly on uh, things like first looks and reviews and gameplay videos and stuff like that. And it'll be less of this, uh, the video version of the podcast. And if that drives you crazy, let me know. Maybe I'll keep keep doing it. But very few people were watching those videos. So it, was, it, it seemed like some extra work for nothing. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to, speaking of first looks in my YouTube channel, I've got a new first look. Uh, of a game over at my YouTube channel. This one is called Soul Searching. It is for Nintendo Switch. It is very, very odd. You, it is this top-down adventure. Uh, I believe it's procedurally generated. 
and you make a character and then you get on a raft and you can paddle the raft. And I really like the controls. You walk between the two oars and you hold down the paddle button and you'll start paddling it. And then if you want to turn, you just kind of move your character closer to one of the oars and you'll start you'll start turning your raft and you get this map and it shows you all of these islands that you want to visit and, and go to. And you want to go there and you got to collect food and you got to collect water and you got to collect, uh, you got to sleep. And there's storms that are happening while you're out on the, um, on the ocean and stuff. It's really interesting. I think it costs $20. Let me bring it up on Nintendo's website because uh, I've forgotten the price off the top of my head. So soul searching on the Nintendo Switch its price is doodly doodly do ten dollars. Yeah, I was right. So it's ten dollars on the Nintendo Switch, and they describe it as a narrative uh, survival game where you control a lone traveler who sails from homeland, uh, from homeland to an endless sea. And on the way, you visit different islands, discover stories of their people, and learn about the souls and dragons. It's really interesting. And it's got a very cool art style. I really like the art style. You can upgrade your boat and you can buy like items to put on your boat. Like my current boat is very, very small. So I have very few items that I can have on it. I basically have a space for a bucket of water, a space for some food and a space for a sleeping bag. And that's it. And I got to this island and they had like a fishing rod and some binoculars and stuff like that. And I didn't have room on my boat for any of that stuff. So eventually I'm going to get a better boat and then I can have more stuff on it and we can see how that stuff works. But it's very cool and I I very much had a lot of fun when playing uh, just my first look. I didn't spend too much time on it, probably about, uh, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes so far, but it's very, very interesting. Speaking of first looks, uh, I can't talk about this game yet because it's under embargo, but I want to let everybody know that I am playing Riverbond, uh, which was in a recent Nintendo Direct or not an uh, in indie, indie game world, uh, which is like the indie game version of a Nintendo Direct. And I'm currently playing that. I got a review code. I also... Um, Soul Searching was a review code as well, uh, but I got a review code for Riverbond. Um, I can't really say anything about it, but on December 9th, when the embargo is lifted, you can find the video on my YouTube channel. Uh, so I hope that you'll go to youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp and check it out. All right. Now let's, uh, let's wrap up the show. You can become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp, and you can get a hold of me through email. Like I said earlier on in the show, uh, or on Twitter, uh, this show is part of the GSTU network. Um, I'm sorry, the giant sized team up network. And for more information, go to GSTU.net. If you want to support the show, go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And if you want to check out my other shows, which I would mean the world to me, if you would take the time to check out the other shows, uh, if you like this content, if you like this show, you're going to like the other shows. That's just the way it works. Trust me. All right. Uh, go check out those other shows at runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you are hearing right now is Corneria, Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you all for hanging out with me and spending time with me. You're awesome. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>